Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Sullivan. And today, it is a pleasure. I've got a good friend and a titan in the hotel industry, Mr. Mark LeBlanc, Executive Vice President, Ambridge Hotels. Mark, welcome to the show. Good morning, Craig. How's everybody? Everybody's good. How about you and yours? Fantastic. Thanks for good. asking. I'm glad to hear that. Hey, Mark, would you do me a favor and tell the audience a little bit about your background and Ambridge Hotels, please? Yeah, so I was with Rim Hospitality for 20 years as one of the partners. We sold uh, six years ago to Interstate, and then Interstate and Ambridge merged in October of 19. So relatively new with Ambridge, but certainly have known them for a long time. They've been an incredibly... uh, great competitor and uh, have been a great admirer of Dave Johnson's for many years. Yeah, that just sounds like a great merger to me. You guys must have the buying power second to only the brands that are managing hotel assets. And you've got to be the third largest, you know, hospitality management group behind the brands globally as well. Yeah, I think we're the largest third-party management company in the world. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, with our existing in the pipeline, we're at 1,500 hotels. So uh, we're right up there with the big guys. Wow, congratulations. That's wonderful. And, you know, and, and RIM started here in California, and you focused here and then started expanding, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we were um, – uh, when we sold RIM, we had uh, 90 properties in 13 states. Uh, so – Compared to Ambridge and Interstate, we were just a, a little guy. But uh, um, at that time, we were the largest in California. Uh, we had managed, I think, of those 90, I think 60, 65 were in California. Wow. And that, now with the merger, um, I think we're up to about 180 in California. That's great. Now, let's talk about your California hotels for a little bit. Um, obviously, with C19, everybody is in a lockdown mode. Uh, what's going on with your hotels, not only in California, but across the, the, the world at this point? Yeah. So, I mean, we're no different than everybody. We either close them. Um, although very few closed hundred percent, their soft closings were, you know, ran a minimum amount of people and sold a minimum amount of rooms. But, but what's been interesting is in California, particularly, uh, we've, our weekends have picked up quite a bit. Um, we've got some properties that are running 60, 70% on weekends now. So people are back out there. Um, we are optimistically thinking by July 4th, we'll be at a 50% occupancy. Um, now there's a lot of things that have to happen correctly for that to occur. Um, and when we say that we're not including Anaheim because, you know, Anaheim is a one horse right. driver there. And if, if the mouse doesn't open up, um, you know, it's, it's nothing's going to happen significant there, but, but we're pretty confident, um, you know, we're coming out of this uh, pretty quickly and, um, you know, a lot of it, like I said, a lot of it's out of our control as far as, you know, if there's another spike and the governor clamps down, but, um, if not, we're, we're, we're pretty optimistic. Absolutely. And that's great to hear. Now, how's it going with the, the teams in place at the hotels? I mean, We've been bombarded, I think, every day for the past two weeks with updates on hygiene, health, and sanitization uh, for the hotels. And you've also got a boutique group, so I'm sure a lot of that is transferring over to them just for an easier internal process. 
But, you know, what's that like getting your team together for this? So it's kind of interesting. First of all, as a company, we're probably the only management company that did not lay off the regional teams at all. Now, the Congratulations. Some layoffs, but there was a commitment to provide the same services for our owners. And, um, and I think that's really paid off. So they have currently a daily call on the COVID and best practices. And um, every hotel in the company gets on that call. Um, and, you know, it's a different um, subject every day. But then there's also a forum to say, hey, we've got this unique problem. What do you suggest? And um, um, so they're on top of it on a daily basis. Uh, we do have some properties um, that are taking in um, medical people as well as homeless people. Um, and so they've got a whole different set of standards they're living up to and uh, having to practice every day. But uh, no, we, we, I don't see how we could have possibly been more proactive than what we've been. That's great. That's, yeah, that's, that's really good to hear that, uh, you know, you've kept your teams intact for the most part and, you know, you've, you've, you've been out there proactively. Now, what are you hearing from the lenders out there? I mean, you've got to be dealing with a substantial variety of lenders, everything from private money, CMBS, SBA, community banks, national banks, life companies. So much of my days talking to uh, both ends of the spectrum. Um, the good news is I'm probably only spending, you know, maybe 20% of my time talking to existing owners that are just, you know, struggling like crazy because they've been given a little bit of breathing room with the PPP program, as well as the franchise and the lenders allowing them to use their reserve accounts. So a lot of them got some breathing room here. So it's not quite as dire as you would think. On the other hand, the other two calls I'm spending time on are, um, uh, big capital people that want to buy and they're sitting, they can do all cash and um, they're waiting in the wings, but there's still a big disconnect between what the sellers want to discount and what the buyers want to buy. Cause there right. is a big risk factor with the, uh, how long the hold period is going to be before we're up to normal levels. Um, and then the other thing is the special servicers, which with the rim days we did between 150 and 200 hotels, I believe, uh, which which isn't huge, but it's a lot more than most. And what we're seeing different this time is we could take a hotel back during the recession and without paying debt service, we could cash flow in almost every case. This time what's different is if they take them back, they're not going to cash flow because you're running – eight percent ten percent i mean and now we're getting out of there at the 20 30 percent but it's still they're going to have to feed them so the lenders aren't real anxious to take these things back so everybody's telling me they think the action will start in the third or fourth quarter and that's when it'll get pretty interesting um frankly i'm hoping you know i kind of always feel like an undertaker during the plague in these times because we we benefit from this, but I'm as as just a good citizen of the industry. I hope we don't get a lot of that business, and not because they don't want us, but because it just isn't there. And um, right, um, I think it's a shame to see a lot of these guys, especially the single asset owners, that you know this is their families, uh, all their money, and they've got it stuck in this business, and they end up having to give the keys back. Would be terrible. It would be, and I couldn't agree more with you. And I think, you know, also, unlike, you know, the, the financial meltdown, it, it, this wasn't a fundamentals 
issue. Okay, this was you know certainly a black swan on on the horizon that you know went globally a lot quicker, and it wasn't because everybody was over leveraged and subprime market exploding and everything else. So, uh, and you know, and basically, I found all the lenders that I've been talking to as well. You know, there's really not an appetite to take back the hotels like we saw after 08, 09. And I think they're, you know, the, they're going to be a lot more generous. The ones that I'm worried about right now are the CMBS and the special servicers mm-hmm. because they're getting inundated and they do not have the staff just to take the phone calls, let alone the emails that are coming in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually, it's funny, almost every special servicer I've talked to is in a hiring mode uh, right yeah. now. So, um, yeah, they're definitely anticipating some big volume coming across their desk. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet they are. So, you know, we've got over 150 hotels in the state of California that are in some sort of construction phase from pips to repositioning to ground up. San Francisco's uh, mayor last week gave the OK to go ahead and have construction start up again. How much repositioning of hotel assets do you think you're going to see during this whole thing? Well, it's interesting on that. And I've got just up here in Northern Kill, um, I think about six projects that are out of the ground. And they've never slowed down much except for getting materials. Um, but as far as getting crews there and that, they've, uh, they've kept moving right along. Um, but the big conversation we're saying is, okay, we were going to open on this date. Uh, do we open now or do we kick the can down? Or I'll give you an example. We have a hotel in Reno, a great brand new aloft. It's been ready to go since April and we've held off on opening it because uh, we, we just think it doesn't make sense to do it right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for example, we have a boutique opening in downtown Sacramento Uh, one in Hollywood, and it's like, we have to rethink how we're going to come out of the gate on this. Um, And frankly, I think it might be too early to make that strategic decision yet. It's going to take a little time. We got to get a lot closer. Like I said, I think the next 30 days and see how this soft opening works and if it can be accelerated. And, um, you know, obviously the ultimate is if they can find a vaccine, um, and then things will go back to what they were pretty quick, I believe. But um, that doesn't sound like it's in the near future. Yeah, well, I think we're, we've got some time on that one, too, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you had mentioned, you know, you've got people out there with cash ready to close and, the, and there's a disconnect. Now, are you seeing that your buyers are looking for about a 20 percent discount or more? on these possible transactions more yeah significantly okay. more yeah i think if you could uh get a buyer and and there are some transactions occurring uh, but right. i think if you can get a buyer to 20 or 25 you probably got a deal in in a lot of these but most of the groups i'm talking to are 40 to 60 percent discount from 2019 wow. valuations and, and it's market to market of course because yeah uh for example new york um has soft 19. So a 40% discount in New York is a lot more than it is in say uh, Santa Monica or Beverly Hills. Um, But I think, um, um, yeah, I think that disconnect is all because, I mean, I've got one, we're putting a 
offering and with a group um, on the East Coast this week. And, you know, our performa conversation is, okay, how much do we add per room in the first two years for the holding cost? Because there's going to be little to no revenue. And right. then you back in your price. And that's, you know, that's just a long conversation with everybody. And you, at some point, you know, they're going to play it safe. Um, and I'm guessing most guys are going to say a year to 18 months is the safe buffer to create that window. And that doesn't mean there won't be any cash flows, but it'd be significantly less than what it was in 19. What you anticipated. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you on your management side. Okay. What are you guys doing with your teams? I mean, uh, you know, you've got to start thinking about reopening. You're already working on the cleaning process. You know, I mean, you've got to go as touchless as possible. And that's probably easier said than done on the assets you've got under construction where you've still got time to adapt to different, you know, door locking mechanisms that you can just swipe your phone by and all of that. But, you know, I, what's going to happen at your front desk? I mean, you've got social distancing. Nobody wants to touch a pen or a keypad. You know, how are you getting your teams up to speed with what the the new state of check-ins going to be, at least for the, you know, right. the, the, the future? And, and, and I don't think it's going to be a permanent thing because I think as we get farther down the road, it's going to change. But initially, what, do you, what are you guys seeing? Well, I think um, – well, I, in fact, I mean, I know this is going to happen. I, I'll, I'll – bet my life on this one the big brands marriott uh hilton hyatt all had mobile checking apps uh, right the use of that app um was still i don't want to say it was an infancy but i don't think we topped 30 percent usage anywhere it was more like 10 to 15 i think that's going to skyrocket now i think yeah. we're going to force people to use the app and and that'll be you know, it's just going to have to happen. It's necessary and it's better for everybody. And I think they will be more inclined to want to do that at the same time. So I think that's really going to accelerate a lot. Uh, the other thing that will probably come into play and it may not be overnight is, you know, and you and I have talked about this for a long time, is I think robotics um, are going to come yeah. much more into play. Uh, there's a hotel outside of Disneyland in Japan that for two years have been using robots to run almost every department, including check-in and all that. So I think that's that's going to be technology, but play a big piece in this. And then it is going to be a restructuring, at least for a while, until there's vaccine on things like um, cleanliness and um, how many times do we go in the room while the guest is there. And some of that we're already implementing. I mean, if you're most of our properties right now, if you're a three-day stay, we're not cleaning it till the third day. You know, yeah. Um, so I think that's for the safety of the associate as well as the guest, and um, so I think you're going to see more of that as well. And the other thing is the food and beverage concepts really got to be readapted. Um, right now, we're doing grab and goes on steroids, basically. And, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, and um, uh, anecdotally, it's kind of interesting. I was talking to one of our ops guys yesterday. And some of our full-serve properties are having some of the highest GOP percentages ever. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> that is very interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it, it's, it's funny that you, you bring that up because, you know, I keep looking at these big boxes, especially attached to convention centers like we've got, you know, in Anaheim, San Diego, Long Beach, and various others. 
that, you know, how do you come back with that? Because the groups are going to be the last thing coming back. So do you open that up softly as more of a select service model? And, you know, it's grab and go. The restaurant may have had an occupancy of 100. And now you're only going to let 30 in there. Uh, you know, what, how, how are you going to socially distance in the elevator? Are you going to have a premium now for the lower floor rooms that somebody can walk up the stairs? And again, social distancing, you can have one set of stairs for up and the other one down. I mean, you yeah. know, there's a lot to go through with this. Well, I agree. And I don't think we have all those answers yet. I mean, I, I think the one norm that, well, it's already supposed to be a norm here in California is that everybody's wearing a face mask. And I, I right. you know, whether that's a false sense of security or not, I don't know, but there certainly seems to be merit in that in making everybody do that. And so that's a big one. As far as the conferences, frankly, I think what's going to happen, at least for the next year, everything has been canceled. So almost everything uh, yeah. that it's probably the conference business isn't going to come back significantly till there's a vaccine for this thing. I just don't, yeah. I don't think you're going to see it. I think that the, the, the big boxes are going to come back slower because they need to group business in the conferences. And, um, and then the airport properties, I think are going to be a slow return too. Um, yeah. you know, there's just so much inventory at the airports and, Airports historically are cutthroat when business is bad. They just everybody right. just drops their rates so quickly. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the fastest. It's the first and fastest one yeah. in, in a rate cut, yeah. and, which is you know, really, you know, it, it's that you know you're cutting off your nose in spite of your face scenario yeah. at the airports. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it's really something. Yeah. Well, my friend, we are almost at the end here. So I would like you to give the audience a shameless plug and let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, please. Well, Ambridge Hospitality is open for business. Um, anecdotally, I'll tell you real quickly, uh, one of the calls we field quite a bit at corporate offices, we try to call our management company and nobody's answering the phone. I guarantee you we are answering the phone. So if we can be of service to you, even if it's not to get your business, we be more than happy to share you share with you what we know and um my number is 209-602-4432 and happy to talk to anybody perfect you want to give me your email sure. too it's mark.leblanc at aimhosp.com perfect mark is an old friend and a great sponsor of the california lodging investment conference and i thank you sir for being part of the conversation on the click podcast and if you'd like to be part of this conversation and join us for the next podcast you can download us at any of the applications out there where you get your podcast you can also find us on linkedin facebook twitter and instagram and if you'd like to book yourself on the show Send me a direct message, or you can contact me at info at cliconference.com. Mark, thank you thanks. again, and I'd love to have you back in a few Great. weeks. Stay safe. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Bye.